Welcome to Three Kitchens, a home cooking podcast. I am your host, Sarah Somasundaram, here with my two partners in crime, Aaron Walker. Hello, hello. And Heather Dyer. Hi. How have your days been treating you? Yeah, we're getting ready for spring break. The kids will be upon us. I'm taking Mm. in the silence while I can. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of spring, I have been, I think I was telling you guys, spring cleaning my kitchen. Mm. Oh, I love hearing about these things. I've been going through cupboards, vacuuming out crumbs, throwing out, you know, old expired stuff in my pantry, cleaning up. Anyway, one of the things that has been bugging me, and so I wanted to ask you guys real quick your opinion, Okay, is cutting boards. So Ah. I have these, this one in particular, a plastic cutting board, you know, like the thick solid plastic kind. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's starting to, I like it because I can toss it in the dishwasher and it's like indestructible. Right. Mm -hmm. So no matter what I cut, if I cut meat or whatever, I feel like it gets cleaned in the dishwasher. Um, but it's, I think, I don't know if it got like kind of warped a little bit over time because now it doesn't sit super flat and I feel like it needs to be replaced. I've had it forever, but do I replace it with another plastic one or should I get, I actually prefer a wood one. I just don't think it's as easy to clean. What do you guys prefer? I have both. Mm -hmm. I have four and I have four and they're all wood. Actually, I think they're all bamboo. Mm. I have a wood one as well, but it's smaller and I don't typically grab it. Like I usually, because I I find like it's a bit, maybe it's different to clean it. Mm, I don't know. So I have, I have foods that I cut up that stain my cooking boards. So Mm -hmm. I don't use wooden cooking boards for those. So I have both plastic and, and wooden. So for you, it's more a staining issue. And, and cleaning, right? I know Erin doesn't have a dishwasher, so she's not worried yeah. about that. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I keep forgetting. It's called these two hands right here, lady. <laughs> yeah. That's my dishwasher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have all wood. Um, I feel like I heard somebody talk about the debate on plastic versus mm-hmm. wooden cutting boards and that um, a plastic cutting board is harder to keep clean than a wooden one. Because the grains of the wood will naturally kill the bacteria that sits on the cutting board, whereas on a plastic surface, they'll just sit and grow if you don't get it well scrubbed and fully, like in all those little oh. grooves and nicks that they have. And especially as you use it and your knife cuts into it, if you're noted, mm-hmm. you know, you've got those scars on there. And so if you can't get in there to clean, bacteria will actually grow easier in those scars. I don't, I I can't remember my source. (laughs) I I have heard that as well. I, so does that help Heather? (laughs) You know, you're going to have to think about it. Yeah. Or maybe I just need convenience or (laughs) right. And I know that if you have a Japanese steel knife, like I I do like my little baby that sits in my, in my kitchen, um, apparently wooden cutting boards are better for that one. I do not have the fancy knife. But one day. Well, that's the reason I use only wood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your input. Good job on cleaning. I can't believe yeah. how much crap gets stuffed into cupboards yeah. that you just don't realize. And then you find you've got like, like I had like two mm. half boxes of lasagna noodles. And I honestly can't remember <laughs> last time I made lasagna. 
Right. Like, why do I have that one always gets just, repeated on me too? <laughs> yeah, just stuff like that. And I was telling Aaron, I would totally went through all my spices and inventory and everything, which was quite. Satisfying. And now you know what you have, right? Mm-hmm. Which is exactly. great for planning. I some also meals did for the that. Week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did that yeah. because you said that. I have like, <laughs> for some reason, I have an excess of ground mustard. Apparently, mm. I really thought I needed, I almost never <laughs> use ground mustard. I have two bags of it now. And I'm like, why? Why do I have all this? <laughs> because Me you don't too. use it. And then you don't use it. And, and the recipe calls for it. And then you go, oh, I, I've never bought that before. I don't have any of that because you've forgotten about it. And then you go buy another. Trust me, I, I've been down this road many times. So if anyone needs ground mustard, please contact me. <laughs> will do, will do. If you need turmeric, oh, I seem okay. to have bought the giant bag of it. And I never oh. use, I don't know what for because I don't typically use it. <laughs> so I've got the turmeric. Turmeric, mustard powder. What else can we add, Sarah? <laughs> you can add every spice to that list from my pantry. Yeah, every we know you've got one. all the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, last time you went to the spice store, Sarah, it felt like you were carrying home bricks. You had so much <laughs> in your right. backpack. I came to your house. Uh, walked you had to over pit to your stop house at after. my house because you're like, right. I can't carry this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're so right. I'm terrible at, at um, stuffing my pantry with tons of spices. Do you need to borrow any spices for the recipe you're working on this week? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm very, very excited about this episode because it does not involve dough. I couldn't be happier (laughs) about that. There's no talk about proofing or rising. And this idea all started with a conversation with my husband. A few weeks ago, he was happily recalling all the dishes that I had made in the past few weeks. Hmm. I had made dishes that combined Korean and Mexican cuisine, Thai and Indian cuisine. Mm, and then yummy. the very last one I made, and this one I was, I was really happy with how it turned out, was he loves curried goat. Mm. <laughs> right? like, and, mm-hmm. and so he wanted goat curry and I had taken it out the night before and, and was defrosting it in the refrigerator. And then I wake up and then, you know, I always check in with all the chefs that um, I have on my Instagram or Facebook. And one of the chefs was talking about Mexican food and talking about tacos that they were making. And I'm like, "Uh, I want to eat Mexican food. I don't want to eat curried goat. And so I combined the two and I made tacos with curried goat and it was fantastic. It was one of the best dishes that I made in this house. I Ooh, love goat. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you didn't invite me, Sarah. You love goat. <laughs> I didn't know that. I've really, anytime I've ever had goat, which is probably mostly with you, it's always been so darn delicious. Yeah. Next time, I, I would, de- I will definitely make that again. Oh, yes. So he was going on about, oh, the fusion, like it's all been fusion. It's about fusion food and stuff like that. And I said, did you know? And did you guys know that lately the word fusion has become the new F word in the culinary world? Hmm. I'm no, not I on the up and up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not cool. I don't know what's cool. The stuff that I listen to on cooking and culinary stuff is almost 10 years old because I'm, I'm building my repertoire. So I'm always looking at the past still. So I'm not on the Great. current. So apparently some, some chefs out there do not like 
to use the word fusion, the F word, to describe their cooking. There's fusion food and there are mashups, and I'll explain in a bit what the difference is. Okay. But just before I continue, I, I also do have to say, for, especially for all the chefs who have closed their restaurants right now, because, mm. you know, the new episode of Three Kitchens is on and, and you know, they had to like drop everything and listen to us. There oh. are some chefs. <laughs> there are some chefs. I was like, where is she going with this? <laughs> Pandemic talk or what? <laughs> there are some chefs that um, do love the word fusion. They have no issue with it, right? I think this all comes from the idea of when a trend takes off, mm-hmm. sometimes it gets a little bit pushed to the limits, ends up being overdone or not done well. And I think the word fusion also does not convey the creativity that goes into thinking about a dish. And these are some of the complaints that these chefs have with the word fusion. Okay. Right. And so this is my take on fusion. I think it happened a very, very, very long time ago before any trend happened. And so I'm reading an article that says that arguably Wolfgang Puck, do you guys know mm-hmm. of that chef? Sure. That he started fusion cooking or made it popular, I should say, when he made Chinese food with French techniques. Okay. And I'm going to say, I respectfully disagree with that because I grew (laughs) up in Singapore and every single dish in Singapore is a fusion dish between Chinese, Mm -hmm. Malay, Indian, and a few other cultures. And we don't call it fusion. We don't even call it Singaporean food. We call it Chinese food. We call it Indian food and we call it Malay food, even though they have taken these techniques and, ingredients from other cultures mm-hmm. right so you, so, you kind then, of call it the the dominant would you say that's it's right the dominant, the dominant one okay exactly. I would say there's a lot right. of food in Canada too that's very fusion because we're a melting pot of cultures yeah mm-hmm. exactly so I would say almost all the food yeah. we eat is pretty fusion-y I would say so. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about Singapore is it's another multicultural society, right? So you, you see a lot of that happening in societies like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So like even, you know, when I say I make Japanese curry, mm-hmm. well, that's a fusion food in itself. It's, it's curry. Mm-hmm. It comes from, yeah. right, South Asia. So Or wheat flour, for example, wasn't very uh, widely used in Asia, but now it is. So that's ah. another fusion, right? I mean, it's in a lot of rotis now, hmm. but that wasn't hmm. the original, uh, something that was grown much in Asia, right? So yeah. it's all around us. Yeah, it's almost hard to find an authentic food now that we have globalization of our food yeah. distribution. Which is a good thing, because sometimes there are certain places where, you know, things don't grow for long, like Calgary. We don't have a oh. growing season and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's always nice to have a grocery store that brings in a lot of different things oh absolutely I'm not saying it's a bad thing oh yeah yeah. if we only (laughs) had the fruits and veggies that we could grow here yeah we would have nothing (laughs) not Um, not much (laughs) I can't imagine Mm -hmm. the rebellion from our spoiled children if suddenly we got cut off from the global why can't I have a banana where's my banana how come there's no pineapples or mangoes or Mm yeah So I'm gonna do a fusion dish. I mean, an (laughs) F word dish. 
I'm, I'm really <laughs> you're going to make so, some an effing some effing food some effing something okay uh, I I'm hope fusion to... is the only f word that you use when yes. you're cooking this one <laughs> let's hope so fusion <laughs> is exactly like what you think you're taking elements from different cuisines from different cultures and putting it together and mashups are more techniques oh. from different cuisines. Okay. Hmm. I'm, I'm doing both <laughs> just to complicate things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Lebanese. Oh, and can you guess the other cuisine? My favorite one, Japanese, Korean, Korean. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So I've got tons of Korean American, more like the Korean American cookbooks in my cookbook collection. I love Korean food. Uh, the only complaint I have with Korean American food is that it is tends to be sweeter mm. than when I lived in Korea. It, it wasn't as sweet. So I tend to, mm. I tend to lessen the, the sugar that goes into uh, the Korean American recipes. And I, I, I tend to make it a little bit more I don't know, lack of a better word, pungent. Does that sound appetizing? Come over for some <laughs> pungent food. Uh, so I'm going to put those two together. And I think I'm going to make something that's delicious. And before I continue, I have to talk about, like Francis is to you, Aaron. Roy Choi is to me. I need to give a shout out to Roy Choi just in case he's listening. I, I think... <laughs> I, I just, so he uh, has a food truck. He's very well known for a food truck that incorporates Mexican food and Korean food. Oh, that's it. Is he Korean? Is that his background? Yes, his, his parents are from Korea, but I think he was born in, in the States. And um, I, I have his book. I've read, all, read up a lot about him. And, you know, my dream is to one day get hot and sweaty with him in his food truck cooking wow <laughs> yeah I just I, I love his recipes I've made that salsa verde this was remember? a lot more revealing yes. than I thought it would be I know I, I did I did say cooking right I <laughs> I did say cooking yeah she that was kind of an afterthought but I, I feel like that was kind of delayed kind of a <laughs> delayed like, addition mm -hmm. there but I'm very inspired by his recipes he's and he makes it so easy and relaxing and he's not overly energetic or like eccentric he's just mm, yeah. really calm yeah. and I think I, I I can see that in his recipes they're simple they make sense I'm gonna try to do that with what I'm gonna do which is have you guys been to a Lebanese shawarma restaurant and you have seen those pickled turnips that are purple mm -hmm. yeah they're really delicious you have to have it on your shawarma, your falafel. Yeah, for sure. So first I'm going to make a pickled turnip. What? And the way that you make it purple is you add a beet into it. Oh, that's why you wanted the beet. <laughs> that's why I wanted the beet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to oh. change. Instead of going for their regular turnip, I'm going to use a Korean radish. Oh. And with the same recipe. And I don't know if you've ever had... A Korean radish but it's very it's nope. very similar to the Japanese variety of radishes called daikons have you guys had daikon mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. yes yeah so it's so. very it's got that crunchy texture mm -hmm. right and uh so I'm gonna make that that's gonna take about I think it has to sit in my fridge for about three to five days 
So that's going to be the first thing that I get out of the way. And then I'm going to do chicken. I'm going to marinate my chicken with a marinade for something called bull duck. I've made this before. Bull means fire. Duck means chicken. It has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with the way you cook it. It has to do with the way how your mouth feels when you eat this dish because it's really spicy. Aha. But, you know, when you cook, you can always reduce the amount of spice that goes into it. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. that's the other thing I'm going to do. This is my last point and the thing I'm most excited about my mashup. Yeah. And so during the time of the Ottoman Empire, you have a group of Lebanese Christians who ran away from the Ottoman Empire because they were persecuted and they moved to Mexico. And when they moved to Mexico, they take the vertical spit with them. And I've never seen this in Calgary myself, but if you go to the States, There are a lot of taco trucks that use the vertical spit till today, and they use it in Mexico as well. And it's from the Lebanese immigrants that came in, which I I find is so interesting. No kidding. When I was sort of reading about this, there are so many takes, so much misinformation out there on what a shawarma, a gyro, and a doner is. Oh, Mm -hmm. that is a really hard thing to pin down, isn't it? It it really is in the end isn't some said oh one's <laughs> lamb one's one's this meat and and no all three of them speak to a rotating spit mm-hmm. vertical one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the word for it in turkey is doner the word for it in lebanon is shawarma and the word for it in in greek is gyro and that's oh. all it is that's that's the difference right interesting so it's mm. just translation yeah, I'm going to make a homemade vertical spit, which is Ooh. what I'm so excited about, what? <laughs> which is my mashup. How are you going to do that? So I'm going to uh, get the biggest onions I can find. Okay. And I'm going to cut them in half so that the flat side sits on a pan. Okay. I'm going to stick a skewer into it and I'm going to skewer in the marinated bullduck chicken. Okay. I'm going to do three uh, skewers like this. So three bases, onion bases, and then I'm going to sort of put them together and I'm going to cook them in my oven. I'm not going to do it on the barbecue just as yet. With my oven, I have a convection, a fan. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. That will probably get the heat to the sides of this this vertical Mm -hmm. stack of meat better than a barbecue. And then I'm going to just rotate it once in a while and see what happens. And, and so the few things that I cannot picture until I do it, uh-huh. I don't know if I'm going to tent it first to get it sort of cooked through on a lower heat and then take right. the, the aluminum foil oh. off and then start charring the, the sides. Uh, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. am I going to start shaving it as I'm going along so that it keeps charring the the meat as you go deeper into this hmm. this uh, pile of meat right like they do at a Lebanese restaurant I'm sure you guys yeah. have seen the what they do yeah right? but I don't think I've seen chicken like that do they usually do chicken I've had I've yep. had chicken shawarmas yep just up yeah. from your place Sarah at mm-hmm. um Jimmy's Jimmy's yeah but I was trying to picture like 
is it a full chicken or like what cut of chicken? How is it? Right. So all these rotating spits, I guess, are just piles of meat that you just pile on each other. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somehow I can picture it for the other, like for lamb or for, for beef, lamb. but yeah. somehow the chicken, maybe I've never paid attention to the chicken one. If you took a chicken thigh, took a bone out and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. Okay. I'm stacking them up. I am going to use chicken thighs because I don't want it to dry out. And, you yeah. know, I don't like chicken breast. I, I actually ugh, don't like that cut of meat. And so, yeah, I'm really excited. This is exactly what I'm going to be doing over spring break. This sounds so cool. So cool. Yeah. So cool, right? I'm so excited by this. <laughs> How long would it take in the oven, do you think? Because chicken's pretty quick, right? And, and those are the kind of things that I'm going to have to tell you after I cook it. Because there's You'll no way of telling. you feel it out. Right. And remember, I said I'm going to do three of these skewers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm going to I'm going to shape them into a triangle. So they're kind of all leading on each other. Mm. I was going to say, are you going to have are you going to be able to like turn the skewers if everything's kind of dripping one way so that you that's can a great idea. Turn it upside mm. down again. Good idea, um, Aaron. I might just do that. Oh, OK. My upside down <laughs> shawarma. But uh, one of the things that I have seen done is that if you do it in three skewers, um, that you put another massive onion on top to kind of hold them together. Mm-hmm. I might do that because what I want to be able to do is take that onion on top off right, and then sort of rotate these big piles of meat so that every part of it gets charred. This sounds and I've so also good. seen this done with more of like a Mexican marinade. Okay. And someone doing it with a pineapple on the bottom and a pineapple on the top and all the juices of the pineapple dripping down that meat. Mm. Right. I like, I I feel like this is like going to be the new thing I do all summer. This is, this (laughs) is a game changer, Sarah. Yeah. This is a game changer. Yeah. I, I maybe at one point I will try to do it on the barbecue as well. The difference with the barbecue is that the heat is coming from the bottom. So I don't know how exactly that would work, but only one way to find out. I think it would be yeah. a great meal to have when you have friends over. Like us? Yes. Yes. yes <laughs> right? and, and have everything and laid oh, out yeah. and, mm. and then just keep shaving down some meat and, and putting it on a platter in the middle of the, the table and everyone helping themselves to it and making mm-hmm. wraps, which is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be making all of these into wraps. I don't know Korean food to have much dairy in it, except for maybe cheese, which is like a new thing that they do. Like it's not a traditional ingredient. But I was looking at one of my Korean cookbooks and it talks about a yogurt, Korean, like a, a yogurt sauce that they made that had a lot of Korean ingredients in it. Oh, And so I might try that. And I might just sort of taste it and see how it goes with this chicken. It sounds like you're going to have a lot of F words. <laughs> yes, a lot of F words, but good F words. Like F words I'm excited yeah. about. I, no I, kidding. I, I don't think that this is going to overwhelm me in any way because I love playing with spices. This is mm-hmm. my jam. It's yeah. not dough. Um, right? So <laughs> I'm really excited about this. I'm just also a little bit nervous that I just don't want my spit to fall. Mm, yeah. I hope it stays That's up. That's what so. I'd be nervous about. Too. Mm-hmm. But then I can always mm-hmm. use twine or something, right? That Just talk to MacGyver. 
Yeah, MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come up with some solutions. Call me. Yeah, I could actually go and buy a metal base with like they have things like that yeah. you can buy to do but I don't want to do that I want to make it with what I have I love that and then if you yeah. and if you totally like this then go out and buy those those bases with the stick yeah yeah and who said your tower needs to be super tall because if you're making three exactly you can make them a more controlled size so that that's right they're not top heavy because yeah. they're not too tall and they just kind of sit there and yeah. oh, get all delicious. Oh my God. Yeah, I am so excited. And so Heather, <laughs> I, I do have to um, borrow some metal skewers from your kitchen for this yes. one. So you'll have to test it out because they're quite long. They're meant for the barbecue. Right. So how it fits in your oven. I don't know. That'll be for you to figure out. You can yes. take them and test them out. You bet. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. So this is this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be really I exciting. A really, really delicious one because I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of meat to share. Yay. With you guys. So <laughs> please. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, go have fun cooking, Sarah. Thank you. I will. And join us back in a bit to find out how delicious this is going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> creates better than the home cook. Share your kitchen and restaurant experiences. And if it was a disaster, we promise we will laugh with you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We want to hear all about the F word. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are, we are discussing uh, highly anticipated, at least on mine and Aaron's part, <laughs> how this F word, this fusion dish turned out. The F word spit <laughs> sounds weird. Well, that's oh, what right. I made, I'm like, right? spit. I'm... What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we can say it turned out good because we did sample. I was given I was given a snack yesterday and it was delicious. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. So I want to hear all about it. The very first thing I did was marinate a whole bunch of chicken thighs. For a whole day, um, as I had mentioned before, it's called bulldog. So I used what usually goes into a bulldog dish. And it's a whole bunch of very strong tasting ingredients like garlic, ginger, something called gochujang, which is a Korean red pepper paste, rice syrup, uh, mirin, black pepper, more chili peppers, <laughs> So a little bit of chicken broth and sugar and soy sauce mm-hmm. and all those uh, delicious but strong tasting ingredients right so it was funny when I was marinating the chicken in my fridge wow was it ever funky smelling whenever I opened <laughs> the fridge to get something out <laughs> is that kind of typical when you cook Korean I would say Korean you know there are a lot of different dishes depending on the regions, but yeah, that's one of the characteristics I would give many Korean dishes is it's the funk, right? <laughs> but it's, I, I find it delicious. It's my favorite cuisine. I think it's really good. If you guys are interested in making bulldog, there is, now I looked up the recipe from one of my many Korean recipe books, and this particular one came from Koreatown by Dioki Hong and Matt Rodbard. Okay. But if you guys want to look up a really good bulldog recipe, 
there is a, a woman named Song Young Longest. When you just put longest Korean food ah. <laughs> in Google, she'll come up. She's okay. got great recipes out there with videos to go with it. Oh, so nice. Great tutorials. And she's got a good pulled up recipe in it. So if you guys want mm. to go for mm-hmm. it. A few days before I made that uh, yes. pickled daikon with beet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and this I took out, out of another recipe book called Jerusalem. Sarah, do you have a recipe book problem? I do. <laughs> I do. And I just received a new one yesterday. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. all know I, I have recipe book problems. Like you guys don't. <laughs> we we are benefiting from this little I'm not saying it's a bad got. thing. So it is a self-control problem. And the problem the other problem with getting a recipe book is then you start getting obsessed with <sighs> new cuisines, right? Of course. Go into that mindset. Anyway, in my pickled turnip and beet, I mm-hmm. used daikon instead of turnip, which is the same family, but a little bit different in texture. Mm-hmm. Uh, one beet, one really, really tiny beet. <laughs> Where did you find and a teeny tiny beet? <laughs> I, I found a teeny <laughs> tiny beet in the grocery store. One of those beets that would have been overlooked by everyone. But I'm like, oh, I pick you because you're really small and I don't like beets. <laughs> and, and the whole purpose of the beet is to turn the daikon into that beautiful color, that mm-hmm. pinky, purpley color. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so bright. It was so bright and pretty, right? And then uh, a green chili. Mm-hmm. I de-seeded it because I knew that the meat was going to be really spicy. And uh, celery, like one celery stock. Oh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I did not have distilled white vinegar. I heard that it's a milder flavor and uh, lower acidity, but I didn't have that. So I just used a regular white mm. vinegar, water, and salt. Mm. That's what went into the pickle. Mm. Again, lots of recipes on Google. So you don't have to buy a recipe book for this. And it only took a few days in the fridge? It says three to five days. I say the longer the better, Mm -hmm. right? With any pickle, right? You can actually go up to one month with these pickles. So I was really looking at fusion from the Lebanese side uh, with really the apparatus that I was going to make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I thought, well, you know, I should add something else. I made hummus. Mm. Oh, and remember yum. that marinade I was talking about for the bulldog? Yeah. I took mm-hmm. two tablespoons of that and I threw it into the hummus oh, and I mixed yum. it all up. And that's what it was. I thought it went together really well. Definitely. I was really nervous about that. Because I think I love Korean food so much that I can be a little bit of a purist when it like I can't think outside the box. Mm. I think it turned out great. And then I proceeded to then take my marinated chicken out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. Now, I had mentioned uh, before that I was going to use three pieces of onion and sort of put three skewers into each onion, right? Sort yeah. of thing and then make. Then I realized that I was only... <laughs> feeding the four of us my husband my two little ones and me and I'm like well you know that would be a lot of meat Mm -hmm. and a lot of food what am I going to do with all of it what do you mean what are you going to do with it Aaron and I are like um if you have more to offload (laughs) I'll be happy to to receive any I'm glad I'm really glad you liked it um 
So, so much. I just cut one uh, big, massive, big onion <laughs> um, into half. Okay. Stuck the skewer right in the middle of it and then put the meat through the skewer okay. and stacked it up. And then I crossed my fingers and I put it in the oven. How tall was your meat tower? <laughs> it was maybe seven inches Ooh. to eight inches tall. Yeah. Very there was cool. a, some, there's still a lot left in my fridge, by the way. And I Ooh. made it over the weekend. <laughs> Yay. Ooh, yeah. Did it work? No. Halfway oh. through, it collapses in the oven. And mm. I had, I figured this was going to happen because onions cook really fast. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh. And so they lose their integrity oh. while the oven is on. And I put it on a low temperature at first. I put it at about 375. I didn't want the outside to uh, burn because right. I have soy sauce in this marinade and soy sauce burns very quickly. Mm. I didn't get nervous. I didn't swear because in the end I thought, you know what, all these flavors are coming together. If, if this doesn't work, I'll just take them off the skewer and I'll barbecue them up or I'll do something else with the meat. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a big deal. Then I called the husband. I like to call him the husband. <laughs> and he started doing that whole like, oh, I've been camping all my life. I'm going to tent it with three skewers and sort of poked skewers through this big shawarma of meat and sort of tried to make a tripod gotcha to kind of balance out he's trying to prop it up did the husband succeed uh for about five minutes oh the thing with this is it this is you have to understand on a baking pan Mm -hmm. and baking pans they tend to shift they tend to warp a little in the heat so this wasn't working and I'm like well how how am I gonna do this am I gonna give up or am I gonna continue on so I opened my pantry and I'm like looking at all the vegetables I have and I bought a really big butternut squash that I sacrificed (laughs) so (laughs) I cut it in half I took the meat out of the oven I transferred everything I replaced the onion base with the butternut squash base okay and then I raised the heat to about four, 415 degrees Fahrenheit. And I cooked the chicken for the rest of the time. And it held its integrity. Nice. So it worked. Would it be something I do a lot? No, but was it fun? It really was. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it would have been more fun if I had more people to share it with. It was kind of a lot of a lot of meat for just the four of us. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. sort of yeah. a lot of, it's just a silly little thing to do. And would I do it again? I'm yeah. not so sure. I think if you really did like doing things like that, just go buy a rotis- like a vertical rotisserie. Oh, and another thing I have to say is uh, what I liked about the way this cooked, though, mm-hmm. um, was that the inside was all really juicy and the mm-hmm. outside was a little charred. And that's oh, yum. what you see in a shawarma, right? Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. Cool. And I think that if, if it were red meat, you would enjoy that even more because you would almost want to shave it off and then continue to cook it in the oven. But because this was chicken and chicken cooks fast, I didn't have to do that. So I had two textures going there, which was really nice. Yeah. Right. You have one for your barbecue. A vertical one? No. Well, well I was just thinking like the regular horizontal one, maybe because it's churning, maybe that would have mm-hmm. similar result on the barbecue. S- similar results, absolutely. Know. And 
the thing with the horizontal spit um, with this sort of shawarma stuff is what I heard is that the meat tends to fall off. Mm. Do you think it's because it's moving? Because I think as it cooks, it becomes more tender and then it just falls off uh, the spit. Okay. And that's why they use more of a vertical one than a horizontal one. So yeah, that's that's the story. My husband absolutely loved this dish. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. It was freaking delicious, Sarah. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I got it home. I didn't take the time to heat it up or anything. I unwrapped it and just started <laughs> shoving it in my mouth. Was it the full spiciness that you, would you call that a super spicy bulldog or did you calm it down was going to be one of I my questions. I calmed it down a lot. Okay. <laughs> bulldog is one of those spicier dishes in the Korean, in Korean cuisine. Like it's okay. to the point where, you know, some, you're crying. Oh, it was not at all like that. No, it didn't make me no, cry. I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> I took a piece of your yes. daikon, your yeah. pickled daikon right out so that I could uh-huh. bite it and, and eat it and get the flavor. You know, anything I have has to have like a really strong acidic um, pop in it. I love that. Nice. My burger has you to have it. pickles. I would have said I could have taken like twice as many radishes. Okay. I would have put way more. I love that pickled flavor. I'm I'm going to make some of those for sandwiches because nice. I think, yeah, I think that was a really good oh, flavor. Oh, good. I, I was a little worried that these flavors would be really strong for you guys. And I'd be like, ah. No, everything about it was just so delicious. Good, good, good. So and delicious. lots of fresh vegetables on top, of course. Mellow it down. And did you just lay a spring onion in I it? I just laid it. Oh, that was so neat. I liked that. (laughs) I didn't even notice because I ate it so fast. I really probably should have savored it more, but I was just, it was so good. And I hadn't had lunch (laughs) that I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to just eat this up. Did you do the yogurt? I made the yogurt. I made a a very interesting yogurt. I did not put it on the wrap. I just thought it was just too much, too many strong flavors. And uh, um, my son loved it though. He, so the kids loved this wrap, but it was too spicy for them to finish it. Mm. So they took the pita bread and they dipped it into the yogurt and ate it on its own, Mm. which worked for them. So I didn't find it spicy at all. Okay. I didn't think I expected crazy spice and I maybe because my expectations were like Mm -hmm. oh this is gonna be crazy uh it wasn't at all it was flavorful but not oh good to hear yeah that's what I thought I would say it was warm like maybe not like spicy but like there was heat but it was flavorful heat nice so I I'm very annoying about this I always like to do the one to ten one to ten in spiciness, what would you say? Four? Four, okay. Yeah, maybe three, four. I think because you kind of set us up. Maybe. Yeah. Like, Look at this marinade. <laughs> you had texted us a picture of this, like it looked like hot, yeah. chili marinade. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be crazy. I was kind of um, scared to it eat wasn't. it when you okay. passed it off to me. I was like, okay, Heather's <laughs> digging in. I'll let her cry first. <laughs> All right. And it was so yeah. good. So good. And the the radish was my favorite. I would, I totally want to make some of those too, even just to eat out of the jar. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got two jars of it. So send some along to you guys. Oh yeah. yeah. I really, really liked that. I thought that was so tasty and I loved the pop of color in there. Like that Mm -hmm. would look so good. And you can taste the beat. Don't ask me. With so many other vegetables and things, I don't think that I single that out. But of course I could. (laughs) 
like maybe. that's the beat the little beat because <laughs> you don't like there's, beats. <laughs> if there's even one little bit of beat in there sarah will find it that's right that's right okay <laughs> so my whole conclusion there was total winner flavors came together mm-hmm. great would i do the vertical kind of spit again probably not um, it was fun though it wasn't stressful and my husband thought it was funny like he was just laughing the whole time when he saw me make it he's like that is so funny that is so <laughs> weird but that's so cool he was quite taken with the whole thing i have mentioned that in the past few weeks i've been making a lot of fusion food and i did ask him which one was his favorite mm-hmm. and he loved this dish the best so which i find very mm-hmm. interesting cuz I like something else even better, but to each his own. As long as everyone enjoys the food, it's a good thing, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for wrapping those up for us and sharing because oh, no I'm really, really happy that I got to experience that. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I can be kind of fussy about eating things cold because I don't know. I like to warm things thoroughly. Pretty much everything I've eaten in the last little while has been hot and cold because it has been so good it tastes good no matter what and to me that's now what i'm realizing as the bar if it tastes good hot but then it also tastes good when it's left over and not you know freshly heated you know you've got something awesome with the pita that's a couple days you know it's not the softest anymore but you didn't notice cuz it tasted so good i can make that bulldog for every summer i open up the patio with korean barbecue so we can do that for a korean barbecue that's what we're going to be doing we'll have an official f word dinner all together oh god good 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 i just i i really wish you guys could come come over for barbecues and tacos and shawarmas but we'll have to wait for a little yep just a little while longer well that's it Thanks for joining us. Bye. And now for the fine print. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. Feel free to leave us a comment or a suggestion for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you like and subscribe, that helps more people find us. Can you make that more often?